listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hello, genre film lovers. Welcome back to 9to5.cc's coverage of the Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal. This year, we're going to be going to see as many movies as we can. It's going to be headed up by Phil and Sophie from the website. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. If you enjoy the podcast and reviews that we're doing, tell your friends. Uh, we'll see you in the lineups. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to our Fantasia International Film Festival podcast series where we talk about movies that you guys have either already written about or will write about. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just wanted to sort of, obviously, we're doing these every couple of days. I'm excited that we managed to get this in before the weekend. Uh, Sophie? Yeah. Um, you saw a movie that I was I was skeptical about when we did the preview episode. Why were you skeptical, Keith? Because I, I remember we were like, can you take dick jokes and make them funny for an hour and a half? Yeah. Can, can, <laughs> and now I get to tell you how wrong you were. <laughs> I, oh, I, I I mentioned in the preview episode, I like, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, you were you were dead freaking wrong. Um, All right. I, I wrote a review. Uh, I'm waiting to publish it along with the uh, interview that I got mm-hmm. to, to do with Mike Mort, who's like, mm-hmm. This guy created Chuck Steele. He wrote the movie. He directed the movie. And he even voices like half the cast of characters in the entire thing. Um, So he's kind of a big deal. Uh, When somebody says Chuck Steele, I think they mean Mike Mort. (laughs) Um, I got to sit down with him right after the screening. So the whole thing was super fresh in my mind. It was really cool. And I did gush a little bit. Um, He's this like mild-mannered little... British dude and he's very nice uh, and was very patient with me Uh, but it's cool we got to talk about it a lot Uh, the movie itself was everything an 80s action slash horror movie should be but it is stop motion as opposed Mm -hmm. to you know regular stuff it hits all the right notes the comedic timing is perfect and every single joke was exactly as uh, we had discussed before and I had said that having these jokes drawn out and flavored with even more uh, texture and history from the story mm-hmm. uh, made them that much better cool yeah so, so hilarious like would would you watch it again I want to buy the DVD uh-huh. uh, not only that but if they end up making some of these puppets available for to like buy i am buying 12 12 of them 12 like like 12 12 chuck steels or just every character uh i would i think i would buy chuck steel i i would buy jack shit and i would buy a couple of the the vampires as well as a uh, dr um alex Kuehler. i believe you mean trampires yeah trampires yes i do sorry my bad <laughs> trampires can we They're edit that <laughs> They're not just vampires, they're vampires and hobos. So, um, d- explain, I guess, the movie. Like, I mean, I obviously, it's stop motion, it's action, it's 80s, it has all the shticks and stuff, but like, o- overall, is it just the vampire hobos overtake Los Angeles and Chuck Steele needs to like shoot his way out of another sticky situation? Kind of. Um, it, it's got all the things that you would expect. Uh, the hero, the perfect hero, is at the the bottom of the barrel and of his rope. He's about to lose his job. He's lost his wife. And then, you know, the city is overrun with some sort of monster called a trampire, which mm-hmm. is essentially a hobo 
Vampire. So there is the term tramp, you know, the traditional mm-hmm. British word for it, trampire. It's fantastic. Yeah, which I thought it. was kind of, yeah, it was kind of funny when they were like trampires because I was like the, in North America, tramp is usually like associated not for a hobo. Yeah, it's got a more but, sexual connotation. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. But it's like, but it takes place in LA. So I was like, I wonder if that was like a slightly lost in translation. It moment. it was not. Tramp <laughs> is still is still regarded as both. Yeah, I think yeah. most people regard him as both. So it mm-hmm. it is something that he elaborates on a little bit uh, in the interview uh, that mm-hmm. I'll be publishing. So you can read about that in detail. But cool. uh, so yeah, he he handles all of that. Um, things are not as they seem. You have yeah, other interesting characters in there. Um, other than Chuck Steele. So that made it a little b- bit more layered and textured, you know. All right. So, so Phil, you got to see, uh, as you said, your own words, kind of like one of the one of the hot tickets of Fantasia, which was, of course, the Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. And, that uh, was, uh, there's been a lot of hype about it for, for months and months and months, mm-hmm. uh, especially yep. if you're on social media and you kind of know, you have these people in your contacts and you see the Ranger popping up. So I'm like, well, if that's, that's playing at Fantasia, I'm seeing it. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, I'm a sucker for punks on film. Uh, as <laughs> as it's been well documented. Yeah, basically, yeah. We've got Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. Uh, so I'm always attracted to that. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to love the film, you know, unconditionally. But uh, usually I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a selling point for me. I'm going I'm to check it out. Yeah, and, uh, it puts it on your radar. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, so just say, well, that's, that's, that's attractive to me kind of thing. So, yeah, sold out show. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Basically, well, in a nutshell, it's it's a fun movie. It's it doesn't really have any pretense of being anything else. I mm-hmm. had no idea even watching the original uh, trailer. I guess it's more of a teaser that I've seen before, but it's uh, you can't tell what the tone is going to be. You know, there's going to be punks. You know, it's going to be uh, well, it's a slasher or a survivalist or at least a that type of genre film, but yeah. it's going to be serious. It's going to try to be scary. As it turns out, it's more, I wouldn't say campy, but it's more of a fun ride than something that actually tries to scare you. Um, okay. But in, in, yeah. in that way, um, I mean, you mentioned it already, like return of the living dead is sort of like that too, right? Like there's, it, like no, you, the... it is absolutely. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. I mean, but it's, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, that, you watch the movie, like the movie starts up. You're like, okay, this is going to be, it's going to be fun. It might it might be goofy. It might be stupid. You don't know. I mean, Return of, the thing about Return of the Living Dead is that it just it manages to be funny but not forced. Right? I don't yeah. know. That's one of the reasons why it makes it such a classic. Is just the characters in the movie are always taking it seriously, even yeah. though what's happening around them is sometimes ridiculous. Uh, yeah. This applies here too. Actually, the thing is that the the, the setup. I'm not going to get too much into it, but the whole setup because you get to they take their time introducing the characters their situations this gang of punks that are also uh drug dealers as it turns Mm -hmm. out i mean they they have to go on the run from the law as as often happens with punks (laughs) because you know know, there's always that clash there uh Mm -hmm. and the tone is actually pretty straight from the beginning and all but it's once the action really starts off once they they bump into the ranger then you realize Mm -hmm. that okay things get a little bit more over the top like not necessarily in the action but uh especially in the performance of the ranger uh jeremy holm who plays Mm -hmm. the ranger he's actually really really good in his quiet moments, he's actually very intimidating. Mm-hmm. He could have gone so many ways, but then the action gets ramped up. You're like, oh, okay, we're going over the top here. We're, we're going like, okay, yeah. uh, basically this guy's going, he's going to have fun. Like basically yeah. it, in, in parts, it's like, okay, this is almost a comedy. 
almost. Yeah. Uh, and okay. again, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it at all, but it's like, oh, okay, so once you get to that point, you're like, aha, then the, that's where the tone is, and that's where you kind of have to take it for the rest of the film. Yeah. Well, it kind Even, of sounds like, yeah. again, yeah. from from what you're saying, I mean, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the style of exactly the style that that's going on in the Ranger, but it's sort of like what you're saying is it sort of sounds like the like the send more paramedics kind of moment in Return of the Living Dead, where you're like the zombies are not ne- it's not necessarily a joke, but you're like oh this is cranked up to eleven, you know? Oh like, yeah, you know, like, is... well that's it exactly, and that's when yeah. uh, mostly in with the Ranger at one point because I mean the the reactions of the punks are usually well they have fun with it, and at one point I mean there's there gets to be a there's a place at one point where it's one of those films where somebody has to they lose a limb but it's just like oh that hurts oh but i'm gonna limp away you know just like it's just okay well that that's not realistic kind of thing yeah, yeah. But, but they know they know that that's what they're doing it's obvious that the filmmakers know what they're doing that's what they're going for yeah. uh but yeah but at the same time uh it's uh what's interesting about the film too is that the lead character uh chelsea who was played mm-hmm. by chloe levine uh from the very beginning mm-hmm. this is not a spoiler from the very beginning you know that she already has kind of a mysterious past that's linked to the ranger actually and you know that right. from the very opening scene and so there's that whole mystery of exactly what happened to her in the past and what her right. weird relationship line, kind of yeah but it's it's actually a good thing and they you know and they they keep it till the end they get all the way to the end and that's actually the most interesting aspect of the film because the rest of it is kind of like a, okay it's a fun kind of like a, a hunt type of slasher film they're in the wilderness they're being hunted by this mm-hmm. madman and he's really batshit crazy i mean it's just there's no other explanation he's just completely insane it's like no <laughs> cool. subtlety to the ranger at all and he ugh, anyway i don't want to spoil it too much but <laughs> but that was uh probably the most interesting aspect and if, and uh her performance is actually really good it could be because compared to the other punks and they're all really good uh her character it's every time you see her you can see there's something kind of lurking behind there's like a weird thing to her that that's unresolved mm-hmm. which you know is basically her journey through the film by the end of the film I, it's it kind of does get resolved or at least you know but uh yeah but that, that whole that whole aspect was actually what made it a lot more interesting to cool. me that but uh like pretty glowing recommendation honestly like i mean like uh i mean with with the caveat of it's over the top it's punk rock it's it's yeah. all that but it sounds like if all of this sounds good to you, it sounds like it delivers on. on well, exactly. Promises, if, you, if know? you know, because I didn't know, I didn't know what kind of genre film was going to be going in. But as, as it turns out, I was like, ah, okay. And I'm, to be honest, I, I I don't gravitate towards that type that mm-hmm. much. I kind of like my my horror a lot darker, mm-hmm. even though a lot of horror comedies are part of my favorite films: Return of the Living Dead, Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, Bubba Hotep. I mean, they're great films and everything, and I love them. But um, I will say, it's hard to pull off. Like, oh they are they are really hard to pull off when, 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 when it pull, works when, when you do manage yeah when it works it, it's great but it's like there's a lot yeah. of like horror comedy that is just like either too schlocky or too slapsticky or doesn't like hitting that right tone of like still working as a horror movie and having a comedy element is like yeah. uh well yeah well a, it's tough to pull off most of them I, I don't like i mean it's one of the reasons why i wasn't interested in seeing anna and the apocalypse i was just like mm. i no. That's right off the bat. I mean, it could be really good, but right off the bat, I'm already turned off. So unless I right. give it a chance and it's like, oh, wow, that was actually pretty good. I'm like, I'm not I'm not seeing that. I will say, though, with the Ranger, uh, one thing I had a little bit of problem with, I can't go into too many details, but there are a few moments where you've seen so many of these movies where you're like, 
somebody makes a decision, you're like, wow, I saw that coming a mile away. And yeah. it just it seems to me it kind of a little bit odd coming from a film that's obviously made by people who are fans. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to myself, ah, damn, you could have made a bit more effort and not do that or do something a little bit better. Right. There's a few of these moments in the film where it's like, ah, okay, yeah. Well, wow, that's, it's, it's too bad, unfortunately. Yeah. So I can't really, I'm not going to get into it or anything, but it's like, ah, so on that level, I'm like, well, that's disappointing. That, that kind of brings it down a few notches. Okay. Could have been a little more interesting in some parts, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. So that's the thing. So uh, it was, it was. Uh, what, what can I say? I mean, it was really entertaining. It was. It had really great performances. There's a few actors in there that I I, that I want to see in other stuff. I'd be uh, cool. curious to see what Jen Wexford does next. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so there you have it for cool. the Ranger. Uh, and the other things you have been taking a look at, uh, you've told me that you went to a couple of different short film blocks. Do you want to maybe touch on some of the standout, yep. like the short movies, like tip, typically I'll admit that when I go to Fantasia, usually most of my exposure to the shorts are uh, the ones that screen before the uh, the feature length films. Yeah, because that's the ones you don't have a choice but to see. Like they, yeah, they you, know, you know, see the film, there's a really good shorts that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen some really good shorts that way, but it's it's I find it's often hard to kind of hit those short form short film blocks. Uh, they haven't always kind of worked out in my schedule. It's also like such a grab bag of uh, of just sort of like of styles and of talent and of all over the place that you you kind of never know what you're gonna get. And it's like it, it can be it's it's a bit of a marathon also to watch because you have to like you have to your brain needs to like reset every every like five to 15 minutes of like, Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, all right, now like push that out and then reset your brain to get ready for like another short story, you know? Yeah. So it, it could be hard. Like it's, 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 I find it's like a little taxing to watch, but you said you, you went out to two or three short film. Blocks, I or? saw three short film blocks so far and, and I was supposed to see more, but I mean, uh, sometimes it just conflicts uh, with the schedule. Yeah. So I could, I'm still planning on seeing more, mm-hmm. but uh, the thing that made me really want to check out, try to make an effort to go and check out more short film blogs because honestly i want to give the a lot of these uh filmmakers a chance you know you want to you want to see what these people when you do short films i mean it's not feature length it's can be the same thing but a lot of times with feature length films well not all of them but a lot of times you get funding uh when it comes to short films it's almost always labors of love and yeah, well, a lot. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of filmmakers start off sort of self-funding a short well, film yeah. to no, exactly. get noticed to get the money for a feature, you know. So it's like, well, it, that's it. it. Kind of, yeah, yeah, you're getting in on the ground in terms of some of these talents, right? Like, so that's it. So at the same time, you're like, okay, well, I've seen this short film. I'm going to remember that name, which is what happened also for the uh, Dennis and Ramalho, who did the Night Shifter. I mean, I was a fan of his because of his short films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same thing here. So just like. And so I make I kind of make it a point too. It's like, well, if I if I like that film, I'm going to take that name, I'm going to note it down, and so I'm going to remember like that that person has a lot of talent. And there's a lot of talent out there. So um, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, I saw short the three short film blocks that I saw was Born of Woman, mm-hmm. uh, which are a selection of international short films that are all uh, written and directed by women exclusively. Cool. Uh, then I saw mm-hmm. the horror block of the I keep forgetting what they call it there. Not not the rendezvous, but the the uh, fantastic weekend du court-métrage québécois. So they're all exclusively Quebec films. Which again, well, this being local, I'm like I gotta check that out because you want to see what's being made right here. And some some pretty good stuff there also. And I saw Small Gauge Trauma, which which they have every single year. 
mm-hmm. and I never miss it. It's sometimes really good and sometimes uh, unmemorable. But uh, right, yeah. So uh, stand up. The one I'm going to start off as a one. And it's going to be a shout out too because it's a local short film, cool. uh, which was called "End of the Night," directed by Tavit Melikian. Okay. So that was like a 14 minute short that played during the uh, the what well, the Quebec short film blocks, and uh, that was probably my standout as the best film, and I pretty sure it's his first short film okay and uh actually i actually met tavit i think two years ago and uh he was actually uh it was at a booze and schmooze where because I, I work as i work as a sound guy and we were actually talking about he was going to be doing a short film and he actually did talk to me about it so i'm just like eh, okay so then i saw that he made his film and then there it is cool. and, and it has absolutely nothing to do with my appreciation of it my appreciation of it like i'm seeing it i'm like aha well yeah that guy's got chops it's uh cool. The thing about short films, my kind of love-hate relationship, and I've done short films myself. I've done a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Is eh, how can I say it? A lot of times, because they're short, you just don't have time to tell a full story. Yeah, so you, it's, you don't have time to kind of like explore interesting ideas because you want, you, especially with short movies, you're like, I have this one idea, and I, you basically only have the time to present this like one thing. That's it. That's exactly it. So, so mm-hmm. I get it. I can kind of sympathize with it. But then, when you watch so many of them, you kind of get used to it, and you want more. Mm-hmm. So that's my kind of relationship with a lot of short films. So in this case, at end of the night, it's a fourteen-minute short. So it's kind of like it verges on this slightly longer type of short film. It's got yeah. a really good, solid character-driven story that works really well and it works really well for the format for the length that they did and that's something else too when you're going to be writing a short film it's like hey well i have this amount of length and it's got to be it's got to be complete it's got to have a beginning and middle and an end or at least a beginning and an end because sometimes mm-hmm. you have these really really short films basically you just have to it's like a joke so you got to set up you got a punchline yeah but even that is better than as far as i'm concerned than shorts where it's just like you said sometimes it's an idea so it's always a little bit abstract. There's always a little bit of that. You get to the end, you're like, uh, I, I'm missing something. You know, I'm, I'm missing some kind of conclusion. And uh, you get a lot of that watching short films, which, which you know, it's sometimes it works. And sometimes, like in my case, that's my relationship with them. I'm like, I, I want more, mm. basically. So, so uh, night, what I mean, um, take, just taking a look at it right now, you, you see it's, Hang on, uh, what, what did I just? I had it open. End of the night. Uh, like I'm taking a look. It just seems like dudes kind of in a car, and it's a guy. Yeah, basically, it's a guy who believes that his buddy haunts his car. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> without without giving away too much, but yeah, but they they kind they kind of yeah they kind of address that at the beginning of the film. But he's he he basically owns his dead friend's car, right? And he wants to sell it. So he goes right. to see his other friend. Uh, I think it's uh, actually his uh, his dead friend's brother, okay. and uh, he found a seller, and they, they're on their way to to sell the car. But yeah, but he tells his friend, it's like he's still here, like he's basically still still haunted the car. So there's a uh, that's that's the setup, but uh, right. it's very um, I don't know how to say it. It's very uh, very memorable. Melancholic. I was gonna say like it was on the tip of my tongue. It's very melancholic. It's very. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like not a like down, a big sound tempo, like yeah, it is, I and mean, it's it's very character driven, and it works extremely well. And it's not like a short film that tries to shock you at the end or gives you that jump scare or whatever, but it's just extremely satisfying in the way it kind of 
plays out its story. And uh, yeah, so that, re- that really stood out. Uh, is there anything else that uh, that stood out for you as a short film? Well, I mean, I, I guess uh, I guess the most I could do basically the one uh, a small gauge trauma. Uh, my standout for that one, they had nine shorts. Aurore, um, okay, A U R O R E, which is a French uh, short film, which was fantastic. This beautifully made film, which is uh, a kind of a body horror type coming of age story about a teenage girl. And, okay. Uh, in the beginnings like of her sexuality the discovery of her sexuality i'm not going to get into it too much okay it was fantastic it was amazing until the very end oh, <laughs> which <no>. is <laughs> which is one of those kind of like well like i was saying before it's like it, it kind of like sets up all the, these things and it just kind of ends at one oh. point so it's one of those endings where okay there is a point to this and that's all they're trying to make very subtly so but there's no actual conclusion to an actual story which okay. kind of went like, yeah, damn it. Okay, so so that's one of those short films. I was like, wow, that director needs to do more stuff, and he could take that idea and expand on it, right? And that happens a lot when I watch short films. Like, well, that you can take that idea and just expand on it, just like yeah. do something with that, you know? That may make it longer, out. bigger, uh, add a little mm-hmm. bit of story so you can have some kind of conclusion. But uh, it was amazing, and I think uh, I'm not even sure. Uh, but uh, when Mitch presented it, I think it has actually won uh, an award. Uh, this year at Fantasia because they've okay. already kind of compiled their awards. I'm not sure exactly which one yet. I don't know. You can't quote me, but I think that one actually won. And I, I it, it was, I, it deserves it. Like it really does. Oh. It's, really, it's, really, it's really good. Uh, I will say though, that for the rest of the Smoggy's trauma, I was basically, this is not one of the best years. Just in general. Okay. I'm just like, nothing else really stood out that much. Uh, I mean, just, there's a lot of really well-made films, but there's nothing that was really just like it really blew me away. And there was that one. I think the the short film blog ended with a zombie comedy, uh, yep. which I really didn't like. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm so fed up with zombie comedies, and that one was just like it was it was almost like a dumb. It was dumb on purpose, and that kind right. of bugs me. It's it's just, I don't know. Aurore, uh, sorry, I just found this here. Uh, Aurore by yeah. Manuel Lemay. Uh, was the winner yeah. of the international short film competition. Oh, there you go. So it did. So it won. Yeah, so it, it actually did. won. Uh, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just I just wish it didn't end the way it did. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what maybe, I mean? But that's just me. That's just me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So that was like the the highlight of uh, Smoggy's Trauma. And if I had a highlight for the Born of Woman, would be Nose, 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 Eyes, which okay. is a South Korean short film, which was really actually creepy and scary so okay. big points for that because that's not it's not that easy to do anymore yeah. but out of the, the whole the whole thing there the whole short films block that actually really worked it actually kind of plays like uh well that j horror quote unquote even it's a south korean film yeah, yeah, but it yeah. kind of kind of j horror and uh but again it's like it's a really good thing the ending again a little amb- a little ambiguous uh anticlimactic so kind of disappointing when you get to the end. That happens too often with short films. I find they have great setups, and then they have like a great, and then it's just like, oh, but then we just we're just gonna stop it here. Mm. So I don't know. It's just kind of kind of bugs me, but still, that was uh, the big standout. Uh, and uh, I can't remember the uh, director's name. The uh, Juwon Moon. Yeah, well, that's it. Juwon Moon was the writer and director of uh, Nose, Nose, Nose Eyes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. and she wasn't there, but uh, yeah, no, she, that's the film that I preferred in that block. Kind of cool. Thing. So Sophie. Yeah. You braved the weather. 
I, I did. <laughs> uh, Wednesday night in Montreal, there was like repeated downstorms and you didn't let it stop you from going to a movie. So kudos for that, I guess. Thank you. You should have seen <laughs> the Maisonneuve, which is where the theater is for any screening at Fantasia International yeah. Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It was a river and it was torrential. I swear, I, I had an- ankle deep water uh, oh, while trying to cross some of these streets. It was nuts. Yeah. I was I was like holed up in Grumpy's uh, for the downpour. Mm. <laughs> I was just like I had I was uh, I was editing some podcasts and stuff, and I was like supposed to be heading back out to JFL, and I was like I saw the downpour, and I just went to Garth, and I was like I live here now. I swear, I, was, I got there. I, I took off my shoes. I went to the washroom and tried to wipe off my arms and whatnot, and I took off my shoes because they were so soaked. I was leaving. I was holding my shoes in my hands, and I went to the media lineup with the VIPs and I was just leaving little wet footprints because of my socks, bare socks oh, on the tile floor. It was great. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. I looked like a crazy person. <laughs> More than usual. Mm, but I was determined to go see this movie. And? It was amazing. And the apocalypse. That's the movie that I went to see. Uh, cool. It is a musical. It is a Christmas musical and it is a Christmas zombie musical so high school musical kind of yeah they sort of i mean it doesn't take students they are high school students yes um it's not your typical like coming of age thing it's more of a like they happen to be high school students Mm -hmm. uh and a lot of it does take place in a high school which i mean you know fair enough it it, high schools can be creepy and Mm -hmm. they use that to their advantage it's same for the bowling alley um Mm -hmm. i braved the zombie factor for this as as you and several others know i am not a horror movie person <laughs> i am a big chicken uh i watched the whole thing so I, I was surprised with a lot of it because um it wasn't just like fun singing and parody zombie stuff and, and zombie gore there was actual emotions to be felt <sighs> there were some really moving scenes and i was like what the fuck i wasn't prepared for this um the guy <laughs> next to me i wasn't expecting feelings i wasn't the guy next to me was actually kind of sniffling and crying and trying to show that not show it <laughs> yeah it, it was really really well done um it was moving and uh it was very very entertaining and when i got home the weather being what it was there was no power at my house so awesome I was scared. Extra spooky. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> but, um, <yeah. laughs> so a couple questions. Uh, one would be, um, were this, how were the songs? Are they, were they like catchy? Were they good? Because I mean, like, I've, I know you and I are both fans of, say, like Evil Dead the musical. Yeah. And, like a, and a big part of Evil Dead the musical is the fact that a bunch of the songs are like super memorable and catchy like what the fuck was that and like mm-hmm. good old reliable jake and all that like the, the songs also are good uh, and in I, the apocalypse yeah i have to agree i there's not many contemporary musicals that i i find wanting to learn the songs so i can sing along to them or wanting to hear them again i mm-hmm. think evil dead the musical was the last one anna's mm-hmm. uh were really good like i i remember the first from the very first song i was like oh i want to learn this it's fun and <laughs> It, they sound good. They are good songs. So that I was really happy about this. So I, yes, I absolutely, once it's available, uh, I would like to get the soundtrack somehow because it's, it's good. And again, there's feelings in them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how, were the, how were the special effects? Were they, uh, did they, were they good? They were perfect. They were, I think they were mostly practical effects, which I always appreciate more than CGI. Okay. CGI has its place, but I just 
my heart belongs with you know practical effects the blood looked great uh the zombie makeup was was perfect for what this movie was uh, it it fit with the whole christmas theme everything is a little bit more tacky than it should be so mm-hmm. so were the zombies you know Cool. But but it was still super realistic and creepy. <laughs> oh, that, that was my next thing. I was like, does it have legit like scares? Uh, it does. It has a few like jumpers here and there. <laughs> a few people screamed when that happened. So I guess it was effective. Um, jumpers don't affect me super much. So, mm-hmm. But I was creeped out by a few things. There was another freaking zombie in a bathroom. I already have problems with the whole zombie in a bathroom fear. It's This is, I blame Zombieland. Mm-hmm. And they just made it worse. So there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the worst time to get attacked by a zombie. Uh, it was a cool scene. It was a very cool scene, but yes, cool. stupid zombies. <laughs> I still don't like them. I, I still cannot say that I would go see a zombie movie. The only reason I went to go see this is because it was a musical and a comedy. Do you feel like you um, sort of like got got took another step towards being able to watch horror movies? God, no. If anything, <laughs> it just proves to me that I can't even handle a, a parody of, of a horror factor. Like, I I did try in the past a few times uh, in, in previous Fantasia festivals uh, to go see a few scary things, mm-hmm. and I still... I don't, I have a really hard time. Like if it wasn't for my boyfriend living with me, I don't think I'd be able to sleep with the lights off for several weeks after. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sounds, sounds like a pretty solid recommendation. Is it, it's, I, I hope, really hope it uh, gets, I mean, I'm sure it probably will. It gets prevent, it was presented by like Videotron, uh, which usually those are mini, mini indications of like kind of like a, at least a video on demand distribution. So I really hope this comes out for like Christmas time so that I could watch it during the holidays. It, it would be great. Uh, if this was a Christmas movie, I, I would definitely watch it again. Um, if it was released at Christmas, I mean, uh, it, it really was fun despite the whole zombie thing. Despite and the, the whole zombie thing? Yeah. The lead actor, the the girl who played Anna, I, her name escapes me now and I don't have tabs open. Um, she was really good. Uh, she was engaging. She reminds me a lot of Anne Hathaway. Okay. Yeah. In that way that she's just charming, even though she's meant to be a teenager. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> yeah. Even the actress is uh, Ella Hunt, by the way. Okay. Thank you. Yes. yes she was great. So kudos. So it says that, incidentally, um, mm-hmm. the soundtrack won't yes. be available for several more months, but it is <gasps> like it will be released. So, oh, good. Well, at least it will be. Yeah. I, it was good. Like if you, even if you guys don't want to watch the movie, if if you're like myself, squeamish and don't like zombie stuff and gore, uh, the the soundtrack is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least listen to that. Cool. My my other kind of like weird question, I guess, was could this be turned into like a stage show a la Evil Dead? I mean, obviously the movie is one thing, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I would, I find whenever I hear musicals, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to see it live? Or is there like, yes, <laughs> or are there too Holy many? Holy shit, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. I didn't even think of that. This would be amazing as a live show. Wow. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's write to these guys and tell them to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be super awesome. Cool. I'm excited. I'm like, uh, and apparently, like I said, supposedly there is uh, plans to at least try to get this on a, a theatrical release around Christmas time, and then I think that the soundtrack is going to be made available um, around that shortly same after. Time. Yeah, that's that's amazing. We don't have too long to wait. Then that's, that's great. great. So what do uh, sure. what, what what do you have planned for this weekend at Fantasia? Well, tonight I am any... seeing uh, I'm seeing Hurt. Okay. Which is the world premiere, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm checking right now. 
Yeah, because there's like no information about it almost anywhere. I think there's no, uh, not even a, a trailer on it on the uh, okay. on the site. Uh, so, so we'll see a, what that's all total... about. <laughs> Going in as a total mystery. Thanks again to listening to our Fantasia Festival podcast here at 9to5.cc. We said it at the top, but I will say it again because I cannot say it enough. If you're enjoying these blogs, if you're enjoying these reviews, if you enjoy uh, genre film and geek culture in general, just tell your friends about the website 9to5.cc on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're all over the place. Uh, We are a DIY uh, website, which means that we don't have any sort of corporate sponsorship or anything like that. We're just a couple of uh, geeks in Montreal who just love doing stuff so that other people can enjoy it. So uh, tell your friends about 9to5.cc. If you like what you hear on the podcast, maybe you want to check out the rest of the website. We write blogs, comics. There's other podcasts that run all year round. Um, We really enjoy uh, anytime our fans reach out to us, any sort of feedback that you guys have for us. We're super open to. Uh, But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the Fantasia Film Festival. We should be back with a couple more podcasts, unless this is the last one, at which point uh, we are sad. But if this isn't the last one, then there'll be more. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.